Oh my God. You know what? You know what? No, you, you don't get that button anymore. I want you to delete that. Never change. We're done. <laughs> Play Andy off. We keep the shovel alive. Unbelievable. And welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your MC Deva. With me today, we have Kells. Buenas noches. We have Andy. Hello, little brainers. And we have the Sensei Neil. Hey, everybody. So we got a guest. Do we? What? Do we? Uh, we have no. a guest. No. Do we have a gimmick? Mm, do you want one? No, no, not really. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a in a mood for some old school brain lady trivia time. Okay. I was, I mean, I was actually thinking before the show, we could play with like Man of Steel rules if you wanted to, but I'm not married to that idea. I, I think that would be just fine. Just keep it nice and calm for a mid-October recording session. Sweet. <laughs> we can do that. So are you ready to play some trivia? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. As you know, every week we have a theme and within that theme, we've got six categories of four questions each. Each uh, question is worth 10 points. I don't think I have any bonus points in this category, but uh, or in this, this show, but sometimes I do. And then uh, we've got a final question or set of questions, which is worth up to 100 points. I Man. think I'm kind of slurring my words here a little bit. I haven't been drinking, but uh, I am having a good time. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry I don't know what's happening right now all right so today's theme was suggested by a longtime fan of the show Ian Schultz Ian. Hey, Ian. also known as Dismas on our uh, patron discord and uh, what I I started to call it things named after other people but then I realized there's hmm. actually a word for that called eponyms. So eponyms, eponyms, yeah. Glad that was not a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so most of these questions are: I'm going to tell you about a thing, and you tell me who that thing is named after, or some variation of that. Hmm. And remember hey. that we do names with uh, with Jeopardy rules, where generally hmm. the last name is acceptable if you do give me a first name and it's incorrect then you will get the question wrong all right all right it's fair how many y's are in eponym one crap hmm. okay how EP are you spelling it <laughs> it's e-p-o-n-y-m it's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right category one is science Oh, crap. Science. Question one. In 2012, experiments at the LHC at CERN in Geneva discovered a subatomic particle which causes some other subatomic particles to have mass. What is the name of this po particle popular, popularly but inaccurately nicknamed the God particle? Rats. Oh, I was hoping that was... <laughs> no. I was going. I was like, this is the first one starting off with a big it, one. It wasn't named after God. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm locked in. I want the name of the particle. So it's okay. It was all over the news 10 years ago. We, I remember a bunch of stuff that was all over the news 10 years ago. <laughs> locked in. I just feel like I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm yeah, gonna. same. I wish that was my worry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the good news is uh, Ian also pointed me towards uh, a video where I got a couple of new sweep clips. Oh, so, Ian, not that I'm nice. hoping that you guys sweep, but, but you, you hope every week, man. We know you. <laughs> this is a sign of a good question. It's not that, is it? It's no. it's the God particle, so it's got to be. It's clapping. the God particle. All right, I'm locked in. Odin. <laughs> Odinson particle. <laughs> All right, now we'll start with Kels. Uh, the Higgs boson. Deva. 
I said Higgs boson. Andy? Higgs boson? It is the Higgs boson. Holy crap. Good job, Dave. Woot! I knew you guys get it. Question two. One of the pioneers for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, what astronomer developed an equation to estimate the number of active extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky, in the Milky Way? Gosh, I can't believe I don't know this. <laughs> it is a shock. A shock, I say. Set an equation to determine extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial life in the in Yeah, the I mean, I'll even describe the equation. You basically... He took the estimated number of stars in the Milky Way, the mm-hmm. estimated number of planets per star, the estimated number of planets that could have life on that star, and so on and so forth. He multiplied those all together to figure out the number of possible uh, extraterrestrial intelligences in the Milky Way. So it, it was definitely more of a thought experiment because every one of those numbers is you know, an All estimate. Right. We don't have any mm. way of knowing. Those, so we're but... looking for the name of the equation. The well, us... it's called the blank equation, named okay. after the guy. Locked in. All right. Locked in with a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lock in, Andy? Yeah. Okay. Start with Devo. The tinfoil equation. Wow. Andy. Ah, uh, the Ripley equation. Nice. I don't believe it. <laughs> Kels? The Kepler. A doctor has recommended that you have a sweep. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, well, that's one of them. We'll, we'll see I how like the other that one. one. <laughs> it's quaint. Uh, the astronomer's name is uh, Frank Drake. Frank that's, Drake. A, that's a video game character name. The Drake equation. <laughs> He's a vigilante. Nathan Drake is the dude in what's the what's the property? Oh, just made a movie with uh, Tom Holland. Uncharted. Yeah. I uh, bet that dude in that movie was named Frank. What's his older <laughs> brother's name? Jesse. Well, you can carry on. I'm just looking up if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a video game character. Well, if I don't wait, then you're going to ask me to repeat the question. So right. Well, you, then you're just going to wait. That's a good idea. You're not good at multitasking. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch me Deadpool. <laughs> <Can't even laughs> um, no, trailer. He wasn't named Frank. Crap. Okay. <laughs> Glad we got that resolved. Question three: The massive pendulum installed at the Pantheon in Paris is named after what physicist who conceived it as a way to demonstrate the Earth's rotation? Oh! 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 This is another one that I'm pretty sure I'm going to mispronounce. I'm locked in. It's French. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna. The key with French, I think, is pronouncing every letter. <laughs> I don't think no. that's the key to French. <laughs> that ain't it, Andy. Maybe that's why oh, I'm, I'm so mightily in French. It's the, the key is to just say it in a, in a French accent. Yeah. Exactly. Really? There you go. There you go. Get the massive there. pendulum extended at the Pantheon <laughs> in Paris. Quoi? <laughs> Quoi? <laughs> Good job, Andy. I knew you had yeah. me. And you said you didn't know any French. Wow. <laughs> Locked in. All right. Let's start with Andy. Foucault? Kels? Foucault. And David? Brahe. it took me a second i like it (laughs) the uh physicist's name was leon foucault what what kel said foucault i i only know michel foucault michel my bell there you go time to deal with the beatles good on the third question question four (laughs) In 1975, what former Intel CEO predicted that the number of transistors in an integrated circuit would double about every two years, a prediction which has more or less come to pass? Oh, let me try to go through my list of Intel CEOs that I know. Well, see, I was kind of thinking that you might go through the the rules of thumb about the number of transistors on the... Maybe that's just something that 
nerds now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Do they still mm. use the tubes? <laughs> For transistors? No, I don't think. Huh. I think transistors and tubes are mutually exclusive. Huh. I'm locked in. This is going to be a rough show. Yeah. Jeez. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Let's. You know what? I haven't locked in. Okay. But, uh, since you want to move on so quickly. Uh, I'm no, going to bring usually, out a guy. I'm I usually bring wait, out special and teams. then you tell me that you're locked in anyway, and so I just assume you're a fast locker sometimes. Premature, Premature lockage. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, no lockage at all. All right, Kells. in Ray Guy. What do you got, Kells? Uh, Jesse CB. Deva? McLeod. <laughs> and now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. <laughs> Kicks away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. You know what? Now that I've used my punt, and I'm sure I'm not going to know half of these, but Cloud is going to be my go-to answer. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd like that. (laughs) So after you've had a sweep, you might get some mild cramps. Yeah. (laughs) See, I think that was better. And we almost lost Debo. Yeah. God, right in the middle of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. When are you not in the middle of drinking? I'm like, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> After all, it you is a Tuesday. You know we got it wrong. I thought I was quiet, and now you want to drink. <laughs> I it got no, quiet, so and then I thought it would be a simple, not hilarious sweep. <laughs> and you either gonna hilarious. get that or sha la la la. It's either it's one of the two. <laughs> Neither one yeah, is safe to drink around. No, they are not. Holy moly. Oh. <laughs> the correct answer, though, was Gordon Moore. That's Moore's Law. That's Moore's Law. Did he so Moore's Law is there's going to be more of something. <laughs> sure, David. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. I know that's not what it means. I'm making a joke, <laughs> man. <sighs> so must, you, must you immediately go to I'm an idiot? <laughs> it is the first category of all right table. at the end of category one Devo has 10 kels and andy have 20 yeah so let's move on to category two which is sports all right oh okay question one in 1968 what oregon state athlete revolutionized the high jump at the mexico city olympics by jumping over the bar head first and back down Locked in. Locked in. I had to learn this. Damn it. You have to learn this? I, th- I think he's he learned track. He, he yeah. learned the technique. <laughs> yeah, I learned. As, as a high jumper, I would guess. I didn't you. learn the fact. <laughs> that seems like that would be really hard to do, honestly. It, it is. Um, seems unnatural for what, for your body to want to jump over something tall that way. I'm locked in. It really is. All right. Let's start with Devo. Fosbury. Andy? When I think jump, I think Van Halen. It's a Van Halen <laughs> oh, jump. Kels? Fosbury. It was the Dick Fosbury who revolutionized the high jump by inventing the Fosbury flop. Yep. Hmm. Just don't miss the mat. Pretty sure that's the most interesting thing that happened in the 68 Olympics. Damn, right, thing, bro. right, Kels? I got a poster of that in my room. <laughs> this is the flop. Just the just good old good old Fosbury. <laughs> Nothing else of note at all. That's yeah, it's the only posters they sold from that. Yeah, I threw that yeah. in as a joke for you guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Question two. When a major league baseball player is below is batting below two hundred, he's said to be below what line? And for a bonus, for a bonus, what former Sports Center anchor is credited with popularizing the term? Oh, did we talk about that? The Sports Center anchor? Not the anchor, the, the question. The, uh, the question. Yeah, the question. I know the. Um, Who would be doing Locked in. Man, I'm racking my. Because I used to watch Sports Center religiously. 
I have it between. I have it between. I have it between two. So it's not the Allison line. No. If a major league hitter was hitting below the Allison line, they wouldn't be a major league hitter for long. <laughs> right. Uh, what's up? What? Oh, I'm gonna man. Just trying to come up with an anchor. <laughs> yeah, I've got like three that I think would be four and out. Crap. Dave was gonna come up with every anchor. <laughs> uh, is this one of those sports questions that like everybody knows or nobody knows? If you know baseball at all, you know it. The yeah. bonus is much more difficult. Yeah. Well, I am locked in. We're ready. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with Unless, Andy. Andy, are you locked in? I'm locked in, baby. All right. We're starting with Andy. It's the Mendoza line, and it was coined by Harry Carey. Mm. I had nothing for the bonus. Kels? Mm. Hey! No. Uh, the Mendoza <laughs> line. And I guessed Kenny Maine. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, the Mendoza line. And I went with Stuart. I was going with Stuart Scott. Keith Olbermann, Craig Kilborn, but I ended up with Dan Patrick as my guest. Nice. Craig Kilborn would be a good guest. Nice. Not right, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I said nice. It's not. <laughs> to no, be the, correct, the correct answer is the Mendoza line. And I believe it was, if not the first, one of the first uh, Sports Center anchors, Chris Berman. Chris oh. Wow. It was back in uh, like 79 or 80 when that happened. See, hmm. I mean, that's he's still sense. on Sports Center. No, he's not on Sports Center anymore. It's just on no, he's not on Sports Center. Crap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's on Espen. The Ocho. Question three <laughs> The oldest and most difficult jump in figure skating is named after its creator, a Norwegian athlete who invented it in the 1880s. What is the name of this jump? No, that's oh, all of the names man. I'm thinking of are in ballet. I have <laughs> a stupid answer. I did not think this was. I'm locked in. Is everybody locked in? Yes. Let's start with Kells. I didn't know. I always assumed this person was from Detroit. Uh, it's <laughs> so, what was your answer? Axel. Okay. Deva said sow cow. <sighs> Andy. See, I also went with, with Axel from guns and roses this time. Cause he stole my Detroit joke. <laughs> um, but I, and that's why I said, I felt like there's a stupid answer. Cause I always associate Axel with the spinning movement in the jump. Uh, so I'm guessing Devo's right. You know, as much as I thought about it, Andy, which really wasn't much, I thought the mm -hmm. same thing. But it was named after <laughs> Axel Paulson. Oh, yeah, that's best. What? Yeah, I had We're Axel right. in the in parentheses. I almost didn't answer that because I thought for sure I was I dead been, wrong. I put an X next to it as soon as I wrote <laughs> yeah. it down. That is so misleading one, because <laughs> it could have been literally named after Axel Foley. Right. That's like naming. That's like naming a jump the Bob. Good old Bob Paulson. <laughs> Perfected this jump. Let's call it the Paulson. No, that's stupid. Let's call it the Bob. <laughs> well, no, yeah, Axel's, Axel's a much cooler name. In and the salt has yeah. come out. Come on. <laughs> My whole rationale was Axel does not sound Norwegian. So I that's went with fair. something that sounded a little more Norwegian <laughs> than Dave, Axel. My wife said that uh, you put yourself down too much and you shouldn't do that. Oh. Well, I'll do some more positive, positive affirmations. <laughs> All right. Our last question in sports. <sighs> in hockey, a variation of the traditional hat trick is named after a popular player from the, from the, what did I say there? This doesn't, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Question four. I'm locked in. In hockey, a very <laughs> <laughs> come on. 
Question four. In hockey, a variation of the traditional hat trick is named after a popular player who's the only person to have played in the NHL in five different decades, the 40s through the 80s. His version of the hat trick involved getting a goal, an assist, and a fight in the same game. <laughs> Who was he? I know maybe 10 hockey players. Yeah, I'm going with the, the most famous hockey player. All right, I'm, I'm locked in. All right, start with David. Gordy Howe. Andy? That's why I went with the Gordy Howe hat trick. Kels? I said or. It was the, it is the Gordy Howe hat trick. Apparently he only did it like two or three times in his career. <laughs> and also apparently he, he played like maybe like an exhibition game with a minor league team in the nineties. So he sort of played professional hockey in six different decades. Good Lord. That's crazy. All right. After category two. Devo has 40, Kells and Andy have 50. Which brings us to literature. Oh boy. Which is probably, it's possibly going to be worse than you're thinking. <laughs> worse? What? <laughs> yeah. That's <sighs> impossible. Question one. What term is used to describe something that is destructive to the welfare of a free and open society? I should say to describe a, a, a work of literature that describes something. That is destructive to the welfare of a free and open society. Um, oh, you know what? I think I was going to use this one as an example to show you how these were going to work. Oh, thank that you. Would be great. Okay. Because I'm totally <laughs> lost in this question. Okay. So, any any guesses on that? I was going to guess propaganda. Oh no! Well, think of the other way. Think of the theme. Something named after something else. Let me think about this for a minute. Is Orwellian? Orwellian, yes. Oh, there you go. Good job. Andy. Okay. Good so work. you see, you see how this one works. Yeah. Yes. The others are going to be similar. All right. So, the real question one: What term is used to describe situations in a surreal, nightmarish manner, which evoke feelings of senselessness, disorientation, and helplessness? The sudden death category. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm drawing the big, the biggest blanks. Wow. Yeah, me too. I'm locked in. I got plenty of sweeps left. Oh, could that be? I'm glad you get locked. to shine this episode. <laughs> <laughs> locked in. Let's start with Andy. Hardy boyish. <laughs> Kels. So I put Lovecraft in, but I have Eorian in oh. um. Emperor. <laughs> it's a little dark for Eeyore. I mean, there. No, it's not. I said Kafka esque. The correct answer oh, is Kafka esque. Kafka. Damn it. Davo's got it. Davo's on a roll. He's got one oh, out of one so far. So Thousand percent right here, baby. <laughs> All right. Question two, what term is used to describe the achievement of goals by cunning, scheming, and unscrupulous methods, especially in politics or one's career? Oh, uh, locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Okay. Let's start with Kels. Nixonian. Deva. Machiavellian. Andy. Oh, God. Machiavellian. Quick answer is Machiavellian. What was his book? The Prince. 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 Yeah. Question three. What term is used to describe someone who is irrepressibly optimistic, even in the face of the most dire circumstances? Sensei? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. This one's a little different. It's not an author. It's a character. Locked in. Locked in. It is spelled really? to hell, but I, I got it. I don't like my answer, but I think... I think I'll be okay. I'm pretty sure this is right. I just want to get on the board in this category. Man, I'm struggling here. Andy, you want a hint? No, I'm locked in. Got it. <laughs> All right. Deva. Pippi Longstockings. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right track. Yeah. Andy. Nancy Drewish. And Kels. It's Don Quixote, I thought. Wait, so 
when and how, how you, you said sweep it. is a vital part of curling. <laughs> Never mind. Not even going to let you get it out. I think the exotic, pronunciation of yeah. that is kicksot, mm. quixotic. Quixotic, yeah. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was never comfortable pronouncing that. No, the uh, the quick answer is Pollyannish. Oh, oh no! Shoot! Fun. <laughs> I knew it was a. Never mind. <laughs> All right, and our final question: What term is used to describe the poverty, social injustice, and general environment of Victorian England? Locked in. Locked in. Uh, lock in. Oh, I like a lock in, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was trying to do two things at the same time, but my back is <laughs> busy here, still doing stuff. I'm locked in. God. Andy, what do you got? Dickens ask. Kels. Dickensian. Oh. And Deva. Dickensian. I'll give it to you, Andy. The Thank answer you. is Dickensian. You got the author. I right. knew I had to do a Dickens, and I couldn't quite. I knew Dickens ask wasn't right, and I couldn't come up with it. Yeah, but I mean, Dick, Dickens ask gets the same it concept the same across. Thing, so, yeah. yeah. All right. At the end of category three, Kells has sixty. David and Andy are tied at fifty at seventy. Woot! Wow. Category four is movies. Oh. specifically biopics oh oh so what i did i've been pl i've been planning this episode for uh a few weeks um so you know when i do some of these categories i like to go watch the movies but <laughs> as you guys know i don't think i mentioned it on the show but i had covid a few weeks ago so mm. i was pretty out of it taking a lot of like cold medicine and stuff so I may not have gotten all the details of the movie correct. <laughs> Here we go. So I'm going to tell you what I remember from the movie, but I may have like, I may be describing characters from different, uh, different movies with the same, by the same actor or stuff like that. So anyway, do, do the best you can with this. Uh, question one, somebody that I got confused for Catherine Hepburn for some reason, hired a undead pirate as her bodyguard then cut her hair and claimed to be a virgin. We're looking for the title of the film. Right. And keeping in the name or, you know, the theme of the show, the mm -hmm. names of the films are all someone's name. Right. Mm. Hmm. I'm locked in. I'm going to punt. I'm, I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Kels. So you had to be talking about Kate Blanchett and jeffrey rush so i'm thinking the movie is elizabeth okay. oh andy i went the same direction elizabeth and david now ray guy comes in for his first punt of the day <laughs> kick is away there's a high twisting hang time spiral <laughs> should i do some <laughs> harmony work Kels, how did you get to that from my description there well kate blanchett uh, won an Oscar for playing Captain Hepburn in The uh, Aviator and oh. Undead Pirate. Jeffrey Rush played uh, Hector Barbosa in the Pirates of the mm -hmm. Caribbean uh, franchise. Barbarossa. He was un he was undead in the first one. Yeah. Was he not in the other ones? I don't know. I, I... Uh, well, they, they brought him back to life. Oh, okay. I guess. I've yeah. never watched those. Uh, anyway, the correct answer is Elizabeth <laughs> from nice. 1998. Honestly, I was grabbing at straws, and the virgin a remark is what led me to Elizabeth. I was totally guessing. It was either that or Joan of Arc. Good Those guess. are my two choices. <laughs> Solid guess, man. All right, question two. So the head of Mission Control married the mother of a really kinky dude and then just spilled paint all over everything. Locked in. Locked in. I got one piece of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Andy? Pollock. David? Pollock. And Kells. I'm so glad. It, we're talking about Apollo 13, Ed Harris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pollock. Okay. Did, Bad did... painting is not an option. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who, who was the other um, 
So Marsha Gay Harden played uh, Christian Gr- Christian Gray's mother in the uh, Fifty Shades movies. Oh wow! wow. I didn't know any of that. So I yeah, was I wouldn't, going yeah, off I wouldn't of get a really kinky dude. This is the paint on everything. I was like, yep. Jackson Pollock. Yeah, Mission I thought control. that was kind of getting given away. <laughs> spills paint all over everything. <laughs> all right. So, question three. In this movie, a uh, I think he was a corrupt stockbroker. He teamed up with some baking soda and they tried to blackmail hippies and radicals, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, so this dude who was, I think he was a corrupt stockbroker, he teamed up with like a box of baking soda and they tried to blackmail hippies and radicals. Now that I say it out loud, it sounds dumb. Yeah, it does. But I was, I mean, I was on a lot of drugs at the time. So, yeah, those those pain meds, those cold meds get you. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. Oh! There, um, there. Oh crap! I'm losing. I've. Oh my god, this is American history. What's his name? Locked in. Okay, Deva. Hoover. Kels. The movie is J. Edgar. And Andy. Um, it's J. Edgar. Deva. That's okay. I didn't know the name of the movie. I thought it was Hoover. But you, I mean, yeah, you I mean, you got the person. You did get the person right. Uh, but yeah. the movie was J. Edgar. So I'm afraid. I'd give him okay. half credit. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I think you should get half credit. I'll give you half at credit, least. Okay. I'll Thanks. give you some pity points. Yay. The Army Hammer. Um, <laughs> the Army Hammer thing is great. <laughs> what is I, the ar- I don't get that bit. I got it from the corrupt stockbroker, and then it suddenly dawned on me. Yeah, so, and, and so the corrupt hippies. Yeah. His name is Armand Hammer. Junior. Oh. Yeah. There it is. And the corrupt stockbroker, of course, is Leonardo DiCaprio referring to right. um, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And then the blackmailing hippies and radicals, that's just that's just yeah. J. Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> B and J. Edgar. Yeah. Okay, finally, I, this one might be hard. A guy from the Spanish Inquisition claimed to murder his rival, a musician who was a freshman pledge at a less than reputable frat house. God, that's the dark version of Animal House. <laughs> I am lost on this one. I I give you a breezy mode for half yes, a point. Breezy. Yeah, I'll take the breezy mode. Okay. So again, this is I don't know how helpful this is gonna be, but Andy was on the right track. The less than reputable frat house was uh Delta House from Animal House. What? Well I, that's the only part of it that I was that's very breezy confident about. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, I didn't plan on a on a. No, I understand. It's it's just I can give you a hint. Andy said something correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, I've never seen Animal House. Uh, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, let's start with Andy. Indiana Jones and the Delta House. Deva. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. <laughs> and Kels Robin Hood Men in Tights Sweet the leg You have a problem with that Alright so The guy from the Spanish Inquisition was in a movie Called The Name of the Rose with Sean Connery uh, His name is oh. F. Murray Abraham Amadeus The freshman pledge at the less than reputable frat house Was Tom Holtz Who played Pinto In Animal House in the movie Amadeus. Wow. Oh, come on and rock me, Amadeus. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Yeah, that was solid. It was a little deep. I mean, I actually thought F. Murray Abraham would do some had done something that was a little more recognizable, but he's more of a bit player. And uh the only thing I could saw that he kind of co-starred in was the name of the rose, which I never I don't even know if I heard of, much less saw. I watched it. It's it's fine, but geez, it's a long time ago. I mean, Last Action Hero. He was in that. Okay. That was my introduction. All right. Well, at the end of category four, Davo has 85, Kells 90, Andy broke the Allison line, has 100 points. Woo! How could I be winning? 
I feel I feel like I'm barely keeping up on this one. Uh, category five is mythology. <laughs> oh boy! Damn it! You know, my Achilles' heel is not knowing mythology. Ooh, you may have just you may have just given. I did there. I hope that's the first question. Please be the first question. <laughs> it's not. Question one: What type of geological feature is named after the Roman god of fire? Locked in. Locked in. Oh, okay. Um, that was going way over my head. I'm locked in. Gosh. <laughs> I need sleep. All right, Dave. A volcano. Kels? For Vulcan, a volcano. And Andy? Volcano. It is a volcano. Question two. What might you call it when you do something that will cause many unforeseen problems? The name is derived from the first human woman in Greek mythology. Locked in. All right, maybe I'm, because I didn't know this was a woman. But that's the only thing I can come up with. Oh. You still there, David? Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm wondering how I'm gonna be able to tell my wife I got this question wrong. Oh, she's probably she's probably gonna criticize me for asking it in a terrible way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Kels. I said opening Pandora's box. Andy. Yeah, I too could only think of opening Pandora's box. Okay. I didn't and know Pandora was a girl. And Deva. I eventually got to Pandora's box, opening Pandora's box. Pandora was indeed a girl. And opening her box would give you uh, unforeseen problems. Question three. What galaxy is named after the woman saved by Perseus from being sacrificed to a sea monster who then takes her to be his queen? I'm sorry. To be clear, it's Perseus who takes her to be the queen, not the sea monster. <laughs> I think I could have phrased that. Forget you, better. lady. That Gorgon is amazing. <laughs> I'm locked in. Locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy? Andromeda. Deva? Andromeda. And Kells? Andromeda. It was indeed Andromeda. I think that and Milky Way are the only two galaxies I know, so I was able to eliminate Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> uh question four what type of task is laborious and futile i've got two i'm locked in but no it's not a, a name i'm trying to think of how you turn in. this into a um yeah all right i'm i'm locked in shoot who did that you, i mean if you just tell me then the person it's named after i'll, I'll give you credit oh, thank you yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Let's start with David. Sisyphus. Kels. Sisyphus. And Andy. It's pushing that boulder up the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Bushian. <laughs> with Herculean. <laughs> well, that was in, I had that in parentheses. Uh, it is a Sisyphian task named after Sisyphus. It's not Sisyphusian? <laughs> not not to my knowledge, no. Okay. Was he the one moved pushing the boulder up the hill? Yeah. Yeah. Only for it to what roll, roll back, back down roll back and have down, to do yeah. it all over again. Yep. All right. At the end of category five, we have a really close game. Davo has 125. Kells and Andy have 130. Holy mackerel. All right. So our final category is food. No, 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 no. Uh, I know a cereal that's going to come up named after a war hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing it down now. How could you miss that one? Question one. Which one of Auguste Escoffier's five mother sauces is an eponym? And I have an easy mode if you need it. Easy mode. I'll take easy mode. Easy mode. So everybody wants the easy mode for half points. Uh, easy mode is it's a white sauce. F*** me running. Wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, that seems wow. awkward. Heavy locked in. on the swears. I'm locked in. Because I routinely make this. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay. Andy? 
there's a, a little bistro uh, down the street from the school um, that I eat at all the time called uh, McDonald's. And uh, the Big Mac has a special sauce. That I think that's probably what we're talking about. Is one of the five How sauces. How are you? All right. Well, that's an answer. David? Bechamel. And Kells. Oh, I said Hollandaise. Kells, Hollandaise is one of the five mother sauces. However, the one named after another person was named after Louis de Bechamel, huh. who was the chief oh. steward to Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, not Billy Hollandaise. Not Billy Hollandaise. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever had homemade mac and cheese? Yeah. They use, likely use the bechamel to make the cheese sauce. Huh. Oh, okay. It's basically flour, milk, and butter that you get to a smooth consistency. And, it's, and then you can throw cheese in there to make it. That really super creamy cheese sauce you see in good mac and cheese. Mm. Yeah, so the best smell okay. is the mother, and then the, ch- the, the cheese, cheese added would be the one cheese of the, the children of the mother, I guess. Yes. So, uh, so the special the, sauce of Big Macs would be the father then of all uh, these? No, yeah. I don't. In the same sense that uh, all Targaryen children are, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> so just for, uh, for completeness, the other... Uh, mother sauces. Uh, Devo, do you know? I don't. Well, Hollandaise is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Volute, uh, Tomato, and Espanol. I, Espanol. I don't I don't know the difference between. I know one of them is a brown sauce. Obviously, tomato is a tomato-based sauce. Hollandaise is kind of, a, I guess, a yellow mustard. Yeah, it uses mustard. It's a bechamel with mustard in it, basically. Yeah. And Volute, I don't know. Maybe a brown sauce. All right, question two in food. What type of salad was first tossed in Tijuana? Locked in. We've had this before. We have. Locked in. We have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in. All right. Uh, David? Uh, Caesar salad. Kels? Caesar salad. Andy? Caesar salad, because I learned. It is the Caesar salad. That is correct. Was that one of those crazy easy mode questions or what special show like the, yeah. the Panama hat? Yes. It might have been. Mm. Yeah. Those got burned into your brain. Oh, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> question three. What dish consisting of ground beef and served with a gravy or brown sauce was developed by a physician in 1897 who suggested eating it three times a day as a way to limit fruits, vegetables, and starches? Hell he thought, yeah. He thought those I'm things were bad. Behind for this, you. finally, a doctor has embraced my diet. He was helping people get rid of the toxins from fruits and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is this a Dr. Alexander Keto? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Dr. Hamburger Helper. <laughs> MD. <laughs> um, I'm locked in. My mouth is literally watering. Goodness. Don't keep it on the keyboard at least. I'm locked in. We can mark we can get you an official brain ladle bib if you need one. Yeah. To a onesie. I'm I'm locking in. If I'm wrong, <laughs> and I'm never wrong. <laughs> All right, let's start with Kels. Dr. Sloppy Joe Thompson. <laughs> Give him the points. I don't care. Give him the points. Dr. Joe Thompson. <laughs> I'm Dr. Thompson. My friends call me Sloppy Joe. What can I do for you? First of all, you get the hell away from me, number one. I think I actually saw that doctor once. <laughs> number two, wash your damn hands. <laughs> Andy. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, David. The wash your damn hands at the end. That's what that's what took that bit to comedy gold. Um I I have been racking my brain and all I've come up with is possibly Dr. Salisbury. And David. Mm. This is the best TV dinner flavor. The Salisbury steak. Correct answer is Salisbury steak. Wow. Hmm. Invented by Dr. Salisbury. 
All right, I am finding out his biography, <laughs> died of the rest of his research deficiencies work. and scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> we have a new devotee. Hold on, I, I got to hold. On. I want to check one thing really quick because this is going to be really important. A picture. How of old was he when he died? Oh yeah, that's a good point. This is what I need to know. Uh, born in 1823, died in 1905. Whoa. That's a wow. long, happy life eating grumpy. Considering the medicine back then, 1823. <laughs> it's 18 short of. Um, 80, he was 82. He's 82. Hell yeah. And he was probably smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. It was oh, yeah. the 19th century. According, Come on. According to Wikipedia, he believed vegetables and starchy foods produced poisonous substances in the digestive, digestive system which were responsible for heart disease, tumors, mental illness, and tuberculosis. Yes, yes, yes. And, reg- <laughs> and, and being regular. He based it I mean, on, yeah, on human dentition or human teeth, which, uh, according to him, demonstrated that humans were meant to eat meat and sought to limit vegetables, fruits, starches, and fats to one-third of the diet. Wow. He was basically the first, you know, uh, what was it? What do they call it? P- uh, paleo diet? Yeah, yeah, he was, was, was kind of keto or Atkins or low carb. Yeah, yeah. At, Atkins was a wuss <laughs> compared to this guy. This guy, <laughs> is a, this guy is a genius. Yeah, he was hey. like, you should, you should eat Salisbury steak three meals a day. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have one question left in our regular rounds. Uh, so Ben and Jerry's has had several ice creams named after real people, but. One of the tombstones in their flavor graveyard has an epitaph that reads as follows. Did you know they actually have, if you go visit their factory, they actually have like this ground set aside where they have actual tombstones for some of their old, huh. uh, old flavors. Wow. All right. That's a little weird. Yeah, it is. But uh, so I'm going to, this is a, a, a fictional character that they had this ice cream named after. So, what I'm asking for is the name of the ice cream. Mm. If you can only tell me the name of the character, I'll give you three points. Okay. 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 Here is the epitaph. Fans of the flick about a gawky high schooler thought the flavor we made could have been a lot cooler. Gosh. If we'd been quicker at reading their thoughts, we'd have realized they wanted a flavor with tots. What? Oh, uh, I'm locked in. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. Locked in. The same. I'm locked in. So let's start with Kels. Neapolitan dynamite. Andy. <laughs> Blueberry bane. And David. <laughs> Neapolitan dynamite. Correct answer. Neapolitan dynamite. <laughs> yes. Good job. How is Neapolitan dynamite back? I broke <laughs> you. Because it's <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Fat Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mean to Tina. <laughs> Eat the food. He's <laughs> just splat. Oh, <laughs> so, by the way, uh, Neapolitan Dynamite, I believe, was um, half Cherry Garcia and half like some kind of chocolate fudge flavor. Because they don't really hmm. do they don't really do vanilla, so. I would, uh, I would, I would eat that all day. <laughs> Probably because I was researching this, um, I got a news article recommended to me the other day about. Uh, I, I didn't read the article, but it's something about an underground, uh, like shadow currency around in the area around Ben and Jerry's factory in Vermont, because apparently, um, if you're an employee there, you can take home up to three pints a day. Oh, of it's pints? they call it seconds so it's like not like if the if the mix isn't quite right or there's some they make too much or whatever they don't get to take the real stuff home but they take you know really good stuff home no kidding. apparently there's some sort of shadow economy where people are using this stuff that's what i gathered from the article <laughs> so you some of this cherry garcia second for some cigarettes <laughs> 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 and apparently uh, grocery stores up there have a hard time selling ice cream for some reason no kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. After our regular categories, I have Kells with 150, Andy with 150, and Devo with 160. Wow. Ooh, so crazy close. Running away with it. Well, one step ahead. It's <laughs> getting <laughs> the scary part now. Yeah. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the Big Four North American Sports Leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast, Quiz and Hers, might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports. And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones, internet memes, sandwiches, or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship. So, do you guys know what time it is? Yeah. Yeah. Sudden death with gravy. Hmm. Well, that- <laughs> so this is another one. I didn't know how to order these to make them make uh you know from easier to harder. So I just listed them the way I wrote them. Well, if it's anything like last show, I'm gonna flip my friggin' desk. Yes. <laughs> All right, but anyway, these are geography questions. Question one. What river is named after a mythological Greek tribe? River? God, I hate you. Mythological Greek tribe? Honestly, I did move this one up to the top because I thought it was the easiest one on the list. Really? Uh Really? Are they also is it also the name of a famous rock band? (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) <laughs> it's a real river i'll tell I'll, I'll give you that big of a hint it's a real river it's a um it's the greek tribe that's mythological not the river i got nothing yeah, i think i'm out of here Dave was being quiet um, because he's he's thinking he just won this thing yeah i mean it's pretty safe i i'm i'm locking in with just a total random yeah why not all right, so let's start with Kells. Pygmy. Andy. Nile. And Devo. The Amazon. Correct answer is the oh, Amazon. Of course. Didn't even look at it. That oh, good that hurts so much. Honestly, I really did think that you guys would be like, "Oh, that's the Amazon." And oh, I didn't sh- even. I wasn't even on that side of the world. Wow. Oh, that stings. It's the, it's the one of the biggest rivers. Oh, damn it. All right. Well, Devo, it's all job, you now. Devo. Thank Ooh. you. Let's see how far you can go with this. Okay. Uh, question two. There are two world capitals named after American presidents. One is Washington, D.C. What is the other one? Monrovia. It is. Mm-hmm. Monrovia. Yep. In? I would have known that one. Liberia? No, that's free. No, that's not Liberia. Yes, Liberia. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Question three. Christiansted, Frederickstead, and the capital, Charlotte Amelie, are all towns in what U.S. territory? I picked those towns because they're all named after people. So. Yeah. Uh, the Virgin Islands. It is the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yay. Question four. What Michigan town was named after the founders' wives and for the stands of oak trees nearby? I know this one. Wow. Sault Ste. Marie? False. Ann Arbor? This is Ann Arbor. Oh, that's a good oh, call. There you go. That's a good Eight. one. Both of the both of the founders' wives were named Ann. And I just Arbor. Arbor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Connection. All right. Well, so that means our final scores are Kells and Andy with 150 and Devo with 190. Well played, Devo. 
Thank you. You guys want to finish up these questions since I wrote them? Yep. Let's, let's do it. All right. So uh, question five, what is the only country in the world named after a woman? We've talked Saint about Lucia. Yeah. We've talked about this one oh. on the show too. That is correct. Uh, question six, what 17th century British explorer has a river bay and a strait nam- named after him as well Hudson. as a very old company? Yeah. Hudson. It is Hudson. Do you know how old the Hudson's Bay company is? No. 352 years. Holy crud. They're still, now they're basic. I think they're a department store in Canada. Wow. Do you know what happened to Hudson, the explorer? Mm-mm. Well, throughout to be the end of his voyage, he wanted to continue exploring, uh, and his crew did not. And there was a strong disagreement, and they finally decided that he could continue the exploration. They put him on a lifeboat with his son and a first mate, and then they all went home. And that's the last anybody ever saw of Hudson. Holy crud. Yeah. <laughs> his crew mutinied and went home. <laughs> you want to explore? We're done exploring. <laughs> uh, question seven. The county seat of Carbon County, Pennsylvania, was renamed in 1953 after the death of what Native American athlete? Jim Thorpe. Jim it Thorpe. Is. It is Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Hmm. He's actually buried there now. Apparently, there was a uh, there was uh, at the time what was called an Indian school uh, near there, and uh, he attended that school even though he's from Oklahoma. Hmm. All right. Question eight: What historical region of Africa, which is now comprised of Zimbabwe and Zambia, was named after a South African politician? Mandela. Nope. No, it's. Uh... It was renamed to Zimbabwe and Zambia. Oh, was re- oh, I'm sorry. Um, renamed. I have no idea. I'm blanking. Andy? No idea. Rhodesia. Oh. oh. Mm, I, okay. It was um, Rhodesia up until I think, was either late 60s or mid 70s, somewhere around in there, um, when Zimbabwe and Zambia split off. So it was named after Cecil Rhodes, who, uh, mm. as a teenager, founded De Beers, the diamond company, with holy funding holy. from the Rothschilds. Mm. As a South African politician, he stole lands from black Africans while also disenfranchising them as the prime minister. Wow. Uh, and his estate funds the Rhodes Scholarship. Well, that makes it all better. Yep. I didn't, <laughs> wow. I didn't. That's like, a, that's a trivia nugget six pack <laughs> yeah he was he was a giant piece of shit but <laughs> i didn't yeah i didn't know Rose history remembers him as like... a giant piece of shit. they're they're, they're <laughs> actually uh, apparently there are people that kind of defend him and say he wasn't like a real racist and that he didn't think that black people were inferior he just thought that black people's culture was inferior and british culture was superior yeah. And oh, so oh, that makes yeah. it better, I Fixes. guess. White man's burden. Yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. He was not a good guy. All right. Question nine. One of the most recognizable landmarks in Australia, Uluru, is also named after which former chief secretary of South Australia? Ayers. It is Ayers. Ayers, oh. right? Yeah. Maybe I should have put that one higher up. Yeah. I like the way you ordered it just fine. Ah, yep. <laughs> I don't get to win often. Let me have it. <laughs> and finally, the U.S. Board on Geographic Names has repeatedly refused to na- rename a mountain currently named after a British naval officer who fought in the American Revolution for, for the British. They argue that the suggested name of Tahoma isn't widely used. What mountain is it? Hood? Nope. I don't know. Rainier? It's Rainier. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Mount Rainier is named after a British naval officer who fought in the American Revolution because it was named by, um, I guess that was like Canadian or British territory at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Well, excellent quiz, Neil. This well, was, this was really fun. I like, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good, solid win. And before we go. Oh. <laughs> so tired of that. <laughs> oh really? Because I got tired of hearing the Queen, so I will shalala all day long. All the shalala you can handle. 
Before we leave, we've been remiss in shouting out some patrons. We used to do this very, very early on in the show. We kind of got away from it, but I'd like to shout out a handful of our wonderful patrons for being our biggest supporters. The reason we can do this show, we we can't say enough nice things about y'all. So thank you, uh, Caroline. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Nabil. Thank you, Leanne. And thank you, Madeline, for all of your support. Uh, we hope to continue this, shouting you all out as the episodes continue. And hopefully the list will get too long for us to shout you all out. And we'll have to do something like they do on YouTube, which is a big wall of text. So just imagine in your brains, every, every ladler out there, a giant wall of text. That's just supporters. Are you doing it? Okay, good. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is your MC Devo with Kells. I'd like to share a quick exchange between uh, David Ruffin and Otis Williams. Uh, I'm the one selling the records. They come to see me. They come in to see the temptations. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I would have gone to see Otis. <laughs> Andy. So long, little brainers. Remember, Dr. Salisbury says, eat your meat. <laughs> direct quote there. <laughs> I'll no, tell you what, I'm getting place. his portrait to hang in the dining room. <laughs> he is my new hero. Oh my gosh. And the sensei Neil. I was born six gun in my hand. Behind a gun I'll make my final stand. Hey, that's why they call me bad company and I can't deny. Bad company till the day I die. You get it? I get it. It's an epidemic because Bad Company sang yeah. the song Bad Company, which has the words Bad Company in it. What you could have gone with Big Country and their hit Big Country on their <laughs> on album, the album, Big Country. That was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few, there's, there's a number of them. Signing off. Oh, oh, Hello, Laidlers. We here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast are thrilled to announce that we have merch, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, mouse pads, a bottle of Crystal Pepsi, and a 1986 Buick Regal sitting on what the kids will say, dubs. I mean, the works. Go to brainladleshop.com and give our beautiful new shop a once over. Show your love of trivia and help support the show by locking in on your favorite swag. And remember our sales motto. If you want it, we got it. If we ain't got it, we're going to get it. So you better get it while the getting's good. Hey, Dave, while you're thinking, did you hear that the Raiders suspended De Devontae Adams for pushing that photographer? Or actually, to push the photographer? Well, it, it, to, to be fair, though, the Raiders didn't... didn't uh, suspend him for that apparently he apologized to the photographer and that's why the raiders suspended him uh he was oh. supposed to say you know say my name bitch, or something like that it's the raiders he suspended on the ghost of al davis <laughs> by the way she also when i told her the other day about the wrestling episode which she never listened to she said that she uh she liked andy a little bit more Aww. <laughs> wow thank you so because Andy, Andy, those who don't know, Andy went literally scoreless in a wrestling episode early on. Sometimes there's dignity in losing. <laughs> you, you threw the game in the end, buddy. You I did it. not throw the game. I swear. <laughs> you did throw the game. I misunderstood you, the last question. You couldn't question. think of Hulk Hogan. You threw the game. <laughs> swear. I, I forget what the confusion was. I genuinely, and part of it was, and this is quasi throwing, part of it was I had stopped paying attention and was grading papers. <laughs> But genuinely, I did not throw the game. Genuinely, I forget the misunderstanding, but I misunderstood the last question. Because there are, I mean, I can name Hulk Hogan, uh, Captain mm -hmm. Lou Abano, um, mm -hmm. 
if I remember uh, right, wasn't it wasn't the, it wrestlers that were on Mr. T's yeah, the, in the cartoon cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I had no idea. <laughs> There's a craze that I've seen going around on on you know the internet, which is the best place to see these things, where Love people function. are literally eating pounds of meat a day. Pounds. Like pounds. It's like their diet is just meat. And is it the rock? You know, you know, I don't know what, what they're doing it for. I think it's the toxin thing and all that, but it's literally like I'll eat six pounds of beef a day Goodness, and go work out like a maniac. No. We had a an incident at our house uh, last week. We had some family coming in, and Wendy was making Italian beef in the crock pot, you know, to have for mm. lunches. And um, I, I, I didn't know what she was doing specifically. I came into the kitchen, and, and she was pulling stuff out of the crock pot and putting it on a plate. And I was grabbing and eating it, and it was the best Italian beef ever. And she informed me she was pulling the fat out. <laughs> and I just kept going. She didn't know what was going on, and oh I just gosh. kept there quietly eating it as she's putting it on that plate. It was amazing. <laughs> she would, was horrified. Why would you throw that out? That's what's the, yeah. That's the right part. It's the best part. It's flavor. Right? She was absolutely mortified when she turned and like, where did all of it go? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to know the answer to this, but did you take the chunks of fat and rub it over a stick of butter before you ate it? Oh, I hadn't thought of what? that. Or is that just what, what you do with corn? Yeah, this is the corn butter. This is the beef butter. I hope she looked at you and she, she just said, you're nothing to me now. You're there's there's a, a certain husband, sadness a in her friend. eyes that's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to know you or what you do. <laughs> when you come to visit, I want to know a day in advance so I'm not, so I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved. Sure, come get this baby. <laughs>